The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good evening, everybody, and a happy Tuesday for you. I, I keep thinking it's Wednesday, and it's Tuesday, and it's really throwing me off. Eric France and Jay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, Tuesday, December 15th. Uh, 4-1, your kickoff time here. Welcome, and I uh, hope you are having a wonderful, yet warm Tuesday in like this studio. Good gosh, it is cold in here, man. I took care of you. I brought in a heater. Got it, it dialed up. It's on max. It's going to throw some heat. It's caught him, man. Wait, did you turn it up high, though? It's up high, yeah. Okay. That, I, don't, I don't know if it's up all the way. Wow. But it's going to help. I mean, you blow enough hot air as it is. Oh, man. It is freezing. But that's going to help. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and streaming on 106.9thefan.com. Did, did I get that right? Dude, I have to ask every time because I feel like I'm going to miss something out of it. Sounds good to me. I <laughs> uh, hope you're all again having a wonderful Tuesday as we uh, get that much closer to Christmas. A lot to get through today. Uh, Utah State has a bunch of now nationally televised games, but not the most in the Mount West Conference. We'll tell you who. And uh, there's one major game that's going to end up on the mothership of CBS. For the Aggies, we'll tell you who that is and when that game is going to be played like uh, I think you'll like the decision on this one. It, it, it's good work. The All Mount West Conference honors have came out. Uh, eight Aggies are on the uh, All Mount West Con- Conference honor list. None on the first team for obvious reasons. Why? But uh, we'll give you those lists and who those players are that made the list for the Aggies. Um, we have some high school basketball that is coming up tonight and throughout the rest of the week. There's a ton of high school basketball games. We'll get to the schedule and let you know how you can listen and follow those games to. Uh, get you through the rest of the week. And we have our stat and player. Our stat that blew our mind and our player of the week. That's all going to come up here on the Full Court Press. So another busy show for you all. Hey, let's start off here. Um, We'll get to our Mountain West Conference stuff here in just a bit. But I have lost a bunch of heartbreaking pick sixes in so many ways. By half a point, half a tackle, half a loss. Uh, was up 30 or up, you know, 20 on a pick six and then lost it. I mean, I just, I've lost so many pick sixes in so many ways. I don't think anyone has suffered such a bad beat as those who took the plus three on the Browns last night. <laughs> they had to lose their minds. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it would have had to have been just madness at the sports books in Las Vegas. People oh watching that all together and <laughs> seeing how it played out and ended. Uh, yeah, that's that's brutal. That's that's that why a... you don't throw money at that kind of stuff, <laughs> children. Oh yes, you do. Yes, you do. We we talk about it for entertainment purposes only. Oh, we do. I'm sorry, I should be green then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the it was a plus three for the Browns, and it was at plus three. In fact, the Ravens led 45-42, and then the Browns threw about 35 passes going backwards, ended up resulting into a safety. So your final score. Was forty seven forty two, man. How much money was lost on that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, can only so, imagine. It's so a lot. Uh, um, 
this is what it did to the books. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? So the line was, again, minus three. And even reached, it was about three and a half. Uh, that's what has been the last two hours before the game ended up starting. And William Hill, or bookmaker William Hill, reported taking a $126,000 bet on Baltimore minus three. It went to about a six-figure payday of a push. <laughs> and uh, so let's see here. I just want to make sure I have this right. Around $3 million was lost on the safety alone. That's insane. Three million was lost on the safety alone. Uh, besides that, here's some other interesting numbers on that game. Give me that. It's the highest scoring game of the season so far in the NFL. It's the third highest in Monday Night Football history. Combined score was 89 points. It's the most points in the final two minutes since 2013. There were 20 points scored in the final two minutes. Uh, it's the first game to end on a safety since 2016, and it's the first game in NFL history with the 47-42 final score. Really? That was a wild game last night, by the way. I thought Baker Mayfield and their offense played well. It's just that Lamar Jackson, after finally getting rid of some kind uh, Cramps? Gas. I don't know. He just had to go. To, he, had to, he had to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> And it was a very muddy game. And he came back to flush him. And, uh, uh, you know, the field was dirty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of grunting. <laughs> so, anyways, Lamar Jackson goes to the bathroom, comes back, and puts on a cape and leads the Baltimore Ravens over a big and a very much-needed win over the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, I'm starting to feel that heater. That's nice. It's starting to work. Um, for Final score again, 47-42 Browns over the Ravens. Uh, we'll get into some NFL talk here in, later on in the second hour. Uh, but let's uh, go ahead. It's Tony Jones with some breaking news with the Utah Jazz. Oh, I'm missing this. I'm uh, and I'd be right surprised. This, this really surprises me. The Utah Jazz are releasing Nigel Williams-Goss. Oh, good. Good. Yes, that's good. I'm surprised. I thought he's played really well in these couple of preseason games that he's played in. NWG? Really? Yeah. He's well, like you the, like the Tony third, Bradley. He's like too. the third option for point guard. You like Tony Bradley too, so I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, what's the third option for point guard? If Donovan or or Connolly either one gets in foul trouble or hurt, what's your other option? You just put more pressure on those two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's the other point guard on the team? Okay, that's a good question. I'll let you think actually. about that. I'm, kind of, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I know Joe Ingles can initiate the offense, but some, you don't want but him for how long? I mean, yeah. how many long of a stretch? Um, Emmanuel Moutier's gone. Yeah, Moutier's gone now too. So okay, so let's see here. Is Jordan Clarkson, your initiator. No one else is going to see the ball if he's the initiator. Well, it doesn't matter because nobody else can score off the bench. Uh, I don't know about that. I think it's a different. Jake Tulson, BYU kid. Yeah, he's not going to get a roster spot. Oh, really? No. That. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, here's the thing: is that if they release him, how many players they got on here right now? I mean, they have to release some guys. I mean, they don't have enough roster spots. Well, some are going to go to the G League. Oh, but no. This is the. This is never mind. I'm looking at the. Okay. Well, Williams Goss, he only he only played four minutes last night. I didn't realize he. 
played that little. They yeah. do list Clarkson as a point guard. Yeah, like we keep George Yang. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. I would release Nigel. Shaq yeah. Harrison, who we haven't yeah. really seen yet. Shaquille Harrison, yet. he's got the he's a defensive hurt wrist. monster, man. Yeah, he's he six foot seven, wrist. but they do list him as a point guard. He's well, he's a good lengthy guard who's who's. I mean, more notably known for his defense and offense. Absolutely known more for his defense and offense. But I like it. Nigel Williams Goss wasn't doing much for you. He's giving you the same contribution as Tony Bradley. Yeah, but you're right. That kind of shrinks. I mean, looking at this roster, though, I'm, I'm guessing Shaq will still be on it. Elijah Hughes. Hughes? I see him, yeah, Elijah Hughes. He's probably going to end up being... Hughes. It's the same thing. <laughs> you're such a jerk. Uh, he's going to be playing for the Stars. Jake Tolson will play with the Stars. Uh, Mie Oni? No, he won't. He'll play more of the three. Okay, yeah, I'm starting running. Jordan Clarkson and Shaq Harrison will be your back. Well, one of those two guys will be your backup guard. Yeah, I, the options are slim. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's like a vital key, you know, but I, I'm a little surprised. Um, I don't know. Maybe there were other issues at, at play card, there, actually. but I'm a little surprised by that news. Good for the Jazz. Getting rid of the fat of the team. <laughs> it's true. I don't know why we're, cel- it's true. why we're celebrating somebody losing a job. Oh, oh calm down. Oh, my gosh. So Yay, he's going to be unemployed tomorrow. Oh, stop it. Eric, he's a millionaire. <laughs> no, I, oh I doubt heck. that. Wow. I Celebrate losing his job. He's just fine. He's going to end up playing on another NBA team, sitting on a bench collecting a paycheck. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's not feel bad for it. Uh, by the way, speaking of Jazz, final score in their preseason game last night over the Phoenix Suns, 111-92. Uh, really ran away with it in the third quarter when they outscored the Suns 38-22. to uh, Bajanovic in 27 had 18-5-3. Ingles in 25 minutes had 5 points on 1-5 from deep, 2-6 from the field. He had 4 boards and 1 assist. Rudy Gobert in 28 minutes had 11 points, 20 rebounds. 17 of those were defensive. That's incredible. And 2 assists. That, in this day and age, that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it's just preseason game, but still. Uh, boards. Mike Conley had 16 points in 27 minutes. He was 7-7 seven seven at the line. 3-5 from deep. He was only 3-10 from the field. He had one board. Donovan Mitchell in 25 minutes, 15 points. Uh, six boards, three assists. Everybody finished in the plus category. Plus 11-21, 24-20, and 11 in that order for all the starters. Uh, Again, continue to be totally impressed by Boyan Bogdanovich. Yep. That just, these are... Minutes and points that I did not expect to see. Well, when he's healthy, it works, right? At this point of the year. When he's healthy, it works. That's... By the way, uh, Tony Jones replied to me oh, wow. on Twitter Jeez, for the man. world to see. Wow. Because I said, who's the third point guard? Or did those duties fall to a committee of Joe Ingles, Shaquille Harrison, Jordan Clarkson? Dot, dot, dot. And then he replied saying, point guard hierarchy. 
Donovan Mitchell, Mike Connolly, Joe Ingles, Trent Forrest, Shaq Harrison. And in quotation, in parentheses, he says, the Jazz see him as more of a two who can shift over to play some point rather than a primary point. So is Clarkson going to be the starter at the two guard? Clarkson's not a starter. He's... Will he, he may be, be listed as a point guard, but he will not do point guard okay. duties. This Forrest guy, he's looked okay. But I, I have a hard time saying he outplayed Nigel Williams-Goss. Well, they have to give him a guarantee if he's going to end up having backup minutes even in... Wow. Okay. Trent. Maybe he gives you a little more size, and that's why. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's 6'4", 210. This is rookie year, though. That's that's a lot to put on a rookie to put on heavy minutes like that. Well, Nigel Williams-Goss is 6'3", 190, so it's not like a big difference. Huh. But he was... They must see something in either Shaq or Trent to give him that much confidence to release Nigel. Well, and I didn't realize this. He was drafted... Nigel Williams-Goss was drafted in 2017. So, I think the Jazz have seen what they're going to see out yeah. of Nigel Williams-Goss. Yeah, they and he, he played a lot of time with the Stars, too, and... I don't think he ever caught on. He Honestly, I don't think he ever caught on. A lot of minutes were played last night from the bench, speaking of which. Uh, Brantley played four minutes, Niang nine, 10 from Morgan, 12 from Hughes, uh, 13 from Favors. He was two or three from the field. He had six points. Azabuki played six minutes. He was uh, one of one from the field. Jordan Clarkson in 23 minutes. Of course, that was the leading bench minute player. Had 12 points on 5 of 9 shooting. He was a porous 1 of 5 from deep and had 4 boards. Uh, NG, or NWG played 2 minutes. No, 4 minutes, excuse me, had 2 points. Tulson played 4 minutes and had none. Forrest had 5 points in 8 minutes. And 3 assists. Yeah, 3-3 three, three at the line. Had more assists than anybody coming off the bench. And only had 14 minutes. He had 8 points, 3-3 three, three at the line. And, and assist in two steals. So Royce O'Neal, Shaq Harrison, of course he has an injured wrist, so it doesn't matter. Royce O'Neal did not play. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. He did not play. All right. So again, 111-92, the Jazz win uh, over the Suns. They now get ready for the L.A. Clippers on the 17th in a couple of days. That's in L.A. at the Staples Center. That will be an 8 o'clock start here in Mountain Time. That- you hear that game. No, you will not hear that game on the station. Will you? Thursday? Of this week? Yeah. Um, We should be able to have it because the Skyview game is earlier. Oh, it's at 440. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, I'm really impressed with how the Jazz dialed up their defensive presence near the end of the second quarter, and it really continued in the third. Offensively, they were just blowing everything away in that third quarter. Had that huge run. What was it, like 32 to 6 or something yeah. like that? Um. That was that was a ton of fun to watch, but um, I really like this Jazz squad. That there's continuity, there's depth, uh, familiarity. Um, I, I think this it's a it's a short window now for the Jazz to really make a run in the Western Conference, uh, but this team is primed to do it. My question becomes. I guess, I mean, because they have the guard depth, supposedly, if they release NWG. 
but my problem becomes scoring off the bench. I mean, you got Clarkson who can score. Yeah. So Favors I, who can score. I yeah. guess what, is he reliable scorer? Yes. So you got two guys that I mean, you, you got Clarkson who can go get buckets whenever he wants. Sure. You got Favors who's a, who is a rim protector, but also does great pick and roll action. He can get points. You got Joe Ingles is coming off the bench. He and Favors have a great pick and roll combination. Um, I think you got th- at least three really key guys that are going to anchor that second unit. And then, you know, don't really know what we're going to get out of Hughes or Harrison or um, some of these other guys that we, we haven't really seen a lot. I mean, George Nyang can come in and hit a three every now and then. So I, I think that this the second unit for Utah is more reliable now than it was last year. And I think it's more familiar. They understand each other. They're connected. Um, there is, I don't think there's going to be a significant drop-off with the second unit this year like we saw last year. Again, stars last night were Bogdanovic, Ingles, Gobert, Conley, Mitchell. So right. Ingles would not come off the bench. He'd start. Unless Royce O'Neal comes back in I think Royce O'Neal would be a starter. I think he would be your defensive... Um, the prowess of it all, really. Right, your defensive, your primary defensive guy who can also hit threes. Um, and Joe would come off the bench. Favors so, is the first one to replace Okay, Gobert. so give me, give me your start... Quote unquote starting five coming off the bench. If you had to take five guys that would start off the bench, who would it be? Uh, a five guy second unit? Yeah. So start with uh, Derek Favors. Okay. Joe Ingles. Okay. Jordan Clarkson. Okay. And then I think it kind of depends on the matchup. So I think George Yang is in there because Favors is going to play your five. George Yang will play the four. Clarkson will play the, the two. Joe Ingles the three, and then uh, we haven't seen him much yet. But maybe this Shaq Harrison. I, I don't know. That's where that that last position. I'm I'm a little uncertain about. Okay, so I'm doing some math right now on the fly. Is it Juwan Morgan? I mean, he's playing a little better. I mean, it kind of depends what the matchups are, who they're facing. Favors Morgan and Ingles combined last night. Went 8 of 17 from the field. That's not bad. I thought it was worse than that. Sorry, let me just make sure. I, yeah, I have 8 of 17 from the line from those guys. Yeah. That's actually not... I thought it was worse than that. Now, from 3, it's not good. From 3, it's 2 of 13. Yeah, that's bad. So, I mean, if you're looking for if you're looking for a deep shooting team, this isn't... I don't think this Jazz team can hang with like the Warriors. They won't be able to hang with the Lakers. Well, do you th- no, do you think the question isn't can the Jazz bench hang with the Warriors? It's can the Jazz bench hang with the Warriors bench? Can the yeah. Jazz bench hang with the Lakers bench? Good point. And I think well, the answer to those questions both are yes. Maybe not. I don't know if you have the same deep shooting threats. I don't know what their those benches yeah, we don't know what look, look like. Yeah. But as far as experience... And guys who can go get and score and know the system that they're supposed to run? Yeah. Man, your tweet's taking off. Jeez. <laughs> Everyone's kind of first wondering who the heck Trent Forrest is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Because, and, and that's, and so someone else takes her tweet and asks the question of, 
in light of that, how many minutes per game do you see Forrest playing? And will the Jazz guarantee his contract? And they said zero. His his two-way is guaranteed. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. So they don't think he's going to end up playing in the NBA. Or at least with the Jazz. They think those first two, you know, who are the first two guys? They what? Mitchell and who? Clarkson, right? Were the first two guys you mentioned off the guard list? Well, point guard hierarchy, Donovan Mitchell is the primary point guard. Yeah. Mike Connolly is the secondary point guard. And Mike Connolly would be the, the one who would handle point guard duties for the second unit. Oh, okay. That's a lot of minutes for Conley. And then Joe Ingles can initiate the offense, Trent Forrest, as we talked about, and Shaq Harrison. I don't see Joe Ingles as a good ball handler. He's a smart guy with the ball, but if he were to get pressure, he's going to turn it over a lot. I think Clarkson's a good ball handler. Donovan Mitchell, obviously. Even Bojan is, is, is a good ball handler. Uh, I'd put Joe Ingles ahead of Bojan. Really? Uh, I think I think Joe Ingles is a really good ball handler. He's a sneaky good passer. Yeah, okay. Good passer, yes, but as a ball handler facing pressure. Well, look, he's not going to go Kyrie Irving and cross you over and break your ankles. He's not no. that kind of a guy, but he's going to be reliable. But that's what he, he's going to be able to get that, into where he needs to be and initiate the offense. He can do that. But he can he do it without turning over the ball? Yeah. Boyan is more about running around without the ball. Yeah. He's best true. when he's, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. I'll definitely agree finds to that. the open I'll spot. Absolutely agree to that. Either attack the rim or put up a three. Hey, can I ask you, Donovan Mitchell playing heavy minutes? Do you like it or does it scare you a little bit? Especially if he has to, if he splits time between the one and two. Like, do you are you projecting that he will play heavy minutes this year? Yeah, he's still young, and I don't think he'll have to play heavy minutes. I hope not. I think with the depth of this team, with Mike Connolly, with other guys who can score. Uh, if you need somebody to be in the game to go get a bucket, you can throw in Jordan Clarkson, and he'll do that. So I think the team, the way it's built this year, it's not so much on Donovan's shoulders. So I don't foresee him playing heavy minutes. Hmm. Fair enough. Again, Jazz get ready for the Clippers in two days, 8 o'clock Mountain Time at the Staples Center as they get ready to take on the L.A. Clippers. And then I think that finishes up their preseason. Is that correct? Because then they have seven days off until they play, uh, or I guess six days off until they play their season opener on the 20, no, seven days off until they play their season opener at, no, it's at home. If I'm not mistaken. Help me here. Uh, the Jazz regular season begins on December 23rd at Portland. Yeah, so Friday will be their last preseason game until they play on the 23rd at Portland. Game is slated for 8 o'clock Mountain Time. You'll find that on AT&T Sportsnet. By the way, we gotta get, they got to find a new TV deal. Why? Because it's horrible. Why? And we got to find another TV analyst. I mean, actually, you know what? Just be smart. I the TV, I don't think that it's a bad setup. They teach it's, sports it's not. It's not good. Dude, it's getting so many complaints. There's I could no, see that maybe... Eric, there's no streaming option. An analyst would be... Well, I mean, I love Thurl, 
But he can be a little dry. A little? Yeah, what a great play, Donovan, man. Look at him go <laughs> to the rim. I, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of times where I'll just mute the TV and listen to 106.9 The Fan and just listen to the game that way because, I mean, there's a difference between hearing what a great drive right there. You watch Derek Favors just throw it down. Wow. <laughs> to hearing, holy crap, Derek Favors just took a ball and hammered it down and then cracked the mama's joke at him while he was at it. That's, you know, there's a difference just between the energy. That's what I love about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, but dude, the TV deal's bad. Like, there's no streaming option. Dude, sometimes the game starts like... And sometimes you won't even get the game. I think there's people complaining how they were ended up watching something else for a little bit. What? Like I haven't had it this you, year or last year. Last year as well. Last year was a Every really time I bad went to problem. Go, what? Not I'm on Dish, and I never had a problem. Really? Maybe it's a Direct TV or yeah, it's got Comcast be. thing. Dude, because we were like. Like with my you, provider, you were I watching, had every game. That's oh, no, like, they, this is, like, I don't you just have a screen concern. of the two teams with the logo on it. And it just said, we, uh game will begin shortly. And you're like, dude, we're in the third quarter. Uh, 9463, AT&T Sportsnet had over a dozen blackouts last season. Thank you. That's it. Yes, here we go. Where we missed the first quarter. Also, no streaming option unless you have Xfinity at your home. Not available outside of home. Thank you, 9463. Dude, there has been some major complaints about AT&T Sportsnet. We got to get rid of that. Huh. Get it back to KJAZ. Hey, a question, actually. Does KJAZ carry on both all providers? Is, is it on yours? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's on, it's on DirecTV, yeah, I think too. it's considered a local channel. Yeah. See, it's got to get back to KJAZ. And then, again, I love Thurl. But, and Harpering was actually wasn't that bad. Was he a little obvious at times? Yes. But I love. I always loved the little banter him and Bowler Jack had. I miss that banter. I, I liked him. I thought he was good. He brought some good energy. I think mean, some of his takes were maybe a little silly, but that's what you get <laughs> from what you, yeah. color analysts. Yeah. I mean, watch a jazz broadcast and then go watch another out of market, oh, like their amen. hometown yes. broadcast team, and you'd be amen. like, "Wow, we are lucky. We've got yeah." I will stop complaining right now. <laughs> uh, really quickly, before we go to break, let's get to one more set of NBA news. It's an historic one. As Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks big man, has reached a five-year, $228 Supermax million-dollar deal. That makes wow. him the highest-paid player in NBA history. Now, this includes an opt-out after the fourth year. Now, uh, Giannis said, quote, this is my home. This is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on. Let's get it. End quote. Now, had he passed on the offer, he would have been an unrestricted free, free agent next year. A lot of teams thought he was going to do that, and we're starting to save up the big bucks so they could get him, including teams like the Warriors, the Knicks, the Nets, so on and so forth. Uh, now he's a back-to-back MVP player, and he's coming off a, a career year in which he became just the third player in league history to win the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He joins Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon in that honor. He also averaged career highs of 29.5 points, 13.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, all per game, with a 31.9 player efficiency rating. That's the highest in a season in NBA history per ESPN stats and information. Eric. Two hundred twenty-eight million dollars for this guy. 
straps you financially. Are you okay with the signing? He's the number one player in the NBA. Right? Yes. Thank you. You did not have him on your Friday Five Best, but you've changed Wait. your mind since then. That's Hold good. Hold on. He's the number one NBA paid player. No, he's the number. He's the number one guy. No, LeBron James is. They're paying him like the number one guy. Yeah, because he is the number no, one. No, because guy. that's Milwaukee. Milwaukee knows <laughs> that <laughs> if they don't pay him, they're back to being the Milwaukee of the early two thousands. Well, the thing here is back. that Milwaukee was trying to make a play to get um, the the other Bogdanovich, the one from Sacramento, uh, and it didn't work out. And uh, it had some of the people working the the Giannis deal very concerned. That uh, it, they might lose Giannis uh, and might not be able to hold on to him, and it might be a very tenuous regular season as it rolls into the off season. But they were able to still get that done. He's proven to be very loyal. And look, for every medium to smaller market team in the NBA, this is a huge win. That he's they were able to retain him, and he didn't walk to go to a big market to get the the big money and endorsement deals and leave them behind. So it's a huge deal for teams in those medium to small size markets in the NBA. It's a lot of money. Oh, it's a Man, ton. it's a lot of money. Turn but good for him. Million. In fact, and good for him for being loyal to the Bucks who, who uh, went after him, who found him, uh, and have developed him into the most dominant player in the NBA. So for Giannis, by the way, it also means that he, uh, like it's like thirty nine point five million this upcoming year, thirty six point four million the next year, thirty seven point something the next year, thirty. I mean, dude, he is making bank. And you know what? If he got laid off today and he was unemployed, he would be just fine. I want you to know that, Eric. <laughs> He's not Nigel Williams, Goss. That's for sure. Oh, stop it! My gosh. Don't you dare. <laughs> All right, coming back, uh, we're going to get into the Mount, All-Mount West Conference football honors. Where did the Aggies land? How many Aggies made it onto the list? It's by a very, uh, boy, blow-up kind of a season. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what Aggies made the honorable all-mention list. And if you're surprised by the other uh, awards, offensive, defensive. Yeah, which, by the way, I am not. I think it's rightly done. 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. Again, 435 435- Three three nine zero three two one. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salves here on the Full Court Press. Hey, by the way, just to conclude the, the uh, NWG talk. Okay. The guy wasn't even one of the top 10 best players in Europe. He couldn't sniff any time on the court when Moutier was really bad. Like, Yeah, that's he, true. He should have he should have been gone last year. He didn't even accompany them to the bubble. Nope, he did not. I don't know what those reasons were. Because he sucked? <laughs> Could have. I don't know. Maybe they didn't believe in him. Maybe they had other issues going on. Maybe he opted out. I don't know. I'm telling you. It wasn't so much that I was surprised that, oh my gosh, you're letting go of a good player. I mean, I thought he looked good in the first preseason yeah. game. He really didn't do much in the second one. It's the guard It's theme. just that, oh, who's going to handle point guard duties? Yeah. And I think this team feels like, we've got enough guys who can handle the ball. We'll be fine. 
Uh, I was going to ask you something about basketball. I just totally forgot. Doggone it. Um, oh, well. If I remember, I'll ask you. Uh, hey, uh, my old Mountain West Conference football honors have been released. Utah State has eight players that have earned honorable mention in the All-Mountain West team. Now, this was announced by the league today, earlier this afternoon. Um, here are the list of honorees. Dimitri Aliafua, uh, who is the offensive lineman. He was a senior. Uh, senior safety Shaq Bond. Senior defensive end Nick Henniger. Senior defensive lineman Marcus Moore. And senior kickoff returner Savon Scarver. Sophomore offensive lineman Carter Shaw. Sophomore inside linebacker A.J. Vompachon. And freshman punter Stephen Cotsley. All made honorable mention. Boise State led the Mountain West with 17 all-conference honorees. Followed by Nevada, who had 16. San Diego State also had 16. Colorado State had 12. San Jose State, which went undefeated and is now in the Mountain West Conference Championship, finished with 11. Fresno State, 10. Hawaii, 7. Wyoming, 7. New Mexico, 6. Air Force, 5. UNLV, whopping 1. Uh, the sophomore quarterback from Nevada, Carson Strong, was named the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. San Jose State's junior defensive lineman, Cade Hall, was named Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Boise State Senior Punt Return Specialist Avery Williams was named Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Year. And UNLV wide receiver Kyle Williams earned Mountain West Freshman of the Year honors. The Mountain West Coach of the Year, surprise, surprise, it's San Jose State's Brent Brennan. Uh, as his team again finished undefeated in conference play and will now be in the Mountain West Conference Championship at Sam Boyd Stadium to take on the Boise State Broncos. I'm going to be honest. I thought constantly should have won the special teams player of the year. I know it's for punting, but dude, he was incredible for how many times they had to rely on him to just flip the field, Eric. Um, yes, I thought he did. He did well as a punter. Um, but is it hard to give it to a punter because because he's punting so much? I mean, I don't know how to because. I said that he deserves it, and then I kind of thought, well, how do you give it to a punter? But punters matter. Well, see, on the um, on the first team, on so they do a place kicker for offense and a punter on defense, and they do the same thing on the second team. Um, maybe a little surprised he didn't make the second team at least. Uh, I I thought he was a really good punter. Uh, I thought that he developed as the season went on and consistently got you know pinned defenses inside the twenty, inside the ten. Um, but this, it, yeah, maybe he should have gotten a little more recognition. But he's young. Yeah, and he's so he's a freshman. As good as he was doing as a freshman, I think that bodes well for the future of Utah State. Yeah, the six one two hundred five pound cap from Melbourne, Australia. Finished the season with 37 times, uh, punting 37 times for an average of 40 and a half yards per punt. 17 of those down inside the 20. Four were at least a 50 yards or more, uh, including a season-long 63-yard punt. And not one of his punts, by the way, Eric, not one of his punts of the 37 ended up in the end zone for a touchback. Overall, he ranked fourth in the Mount West Conference and 65th in the nation with his average of 40 and a half yards. Yeah. yeah that's incredible. That's incredible. That's incredible for what, how many times he was asked to go out there and go kick it. You know, situational punting, Eric, it does matter in the game of football. 
Shaq Bond, uh, one of the other seniors, uh, one of the great uh, defensive backs for the Utah State. Here in all, all, all honorable mention, all Mount West Conference honor for the second straight season. He started all six games. He finished second on the team and ninth in the Mountain West with just under eight tackles per game. Overall, he had 47 tackles, six and a half for a loss. Uh, he had a team best three pass breakups, one interception, finished year with three double-digit tackle games, and he had a season-high 12 stops against San Diego State and a career-high two pass breakups versus the Aztecs. And, of course, Savon Scarver, 5'11", 180 senior, from Las Vegas, Nevada. Boy, was he incredible. He returned 10 kickoffs for 314 yards this season, 94 yards uh, for a touchdown against Fresno State. Of his 10 kickoff returns, three for we were for at least 30 yards. Uh, he was one of four, he was one of just four players in the Midwest Conference and one of just 30 players nationally returned a kickoff for a touchdown this season and would have ranked second in the league in yards per return if he had enough returns to qualify, but played in just four games. This year, yeah, that's what's really sad. Yeah, is that a here's bummer. a guy who really had a shot to break the record, um, but because there were a limited number of games, he was held out uh, for a couple of games, um, and uh, the last game didn't happen. Um, so, it, really unfortunate that he wasn't given an opportunity to really break that record. And I guess, technically speaking, he could decide to come back um, and to go for the record. Uh, you get an extra year of eligibility. Uh, go for the record or go earn a nice little cash bonus for signing. Well, that's – so, yeah, is he an NFL guy? Yeah. Would an NFL team take him uh, receiving skills but mostly for uh, it, returns, just, yep, be a just, return specialist? Because, look, every that's how you get your start in the NFL is by being on special teams. Prove your athleticism. Prove, prove that you can do the little things on special teams that you deserve a starting spot. You know, on and and that's where guys like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, and other Patriots, but that's how they earned their spot onto a Patriots roster. They had to start on special teams, and I think Savon Scarver is going to be a great return specialist for anybody he lands on. I think I don't know if he's a first round pick, but I think he definitely gets drafted by an NFL team and gets given a shot. Well, I think he has a chance. Uh, I don't know if he'll get drafted, but I think he has a chance to make an NFL roster. I agree with you on that. Uh, but some of these, you know, a good number of these other people, these other Aggies who got honorable mention, are all guys who could be back. Um, yeah. Oh, there's maybe. A, there's a, oh, maybe not all of them. No, there's not all of them. But uh, there's a good number of them, either because they're underclassmen or potentially could have another year. They want to come back and, and do, a, uh, do it again. Um, they have opportunities to, to do that and, and raise their profiles. Really improve their chances of making it to the to the NFL. Now with the uh, the league honors, uh, the offensive player of the year Carson Strong, the quarterback at Nevada. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year Cade Hall, the defensive lineman from San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Uh, special teams player of the year Avery Williams. Uh, he was a return specialist for Boise State. Um, and the uh, coach of the year Brent Brennan at San Jose State. Freshman of the year went to Kyle Williams at UNLV. Uh, any of those that surprise you? Think I don't know if that guy really deserved to be. Maybe somebody else should have got that honor. For which one? I, any of those uh, all mount, no, those uh, Mountain West no. individual no. honors, dude. Uh, Carson Strong was phenomenal all year long, and I thought uh, Dob, Dobbs is the toughest guy to guard on the field. Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs. 
Yes. Toughest guy to guard on the field. He's incredible. What he did to us is just a routine thing that he was doing all the Mountain West Conference season. It just looked really good against us. I don't know why. I didn't realize his first Nevada player to earn the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, how about that? Think of like uh, Colin Kaepernick and those guys. Well, Kaepernick did his damage in the WAC. I don't think they were oh, part yeah, of the Mountain West true, at the huh? time. He's a little older than I thought. I uh, forgot. First underclassman to be named Offensive Player of the Year. That oh. surprises me. Oh, there you go. Uh, finished the season t- ranked top 15 nationally in completions per game, passing yards per game, total total passing yards, completion percentage, passing touchdowns, ranked 16th in total offense. Dude was a player. He's a baller, huh? Yeah. Uh, are you wondering why there's only 11 guys on a team like San Jose State that got mentioned or honored? Only 11? Colorado State, for heaven's sakes, had what, 12? Yeah, I was going to say, compare that to... Colorado State. You're telling me Colorado State has better... I mean, what, what did they do? You mean, is that combined first team, second team, honorable mention? That's all combined. All combined. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Colorado State played, what, three games? Four games? Because they just had the... By the way, the Utah State-Colorado State game has been announced as a forfeit. So Utah State loses that game, rightfully so. Should be claimed as a forfeit. That's a great decision. Uh, but So Colorado State played, what, three or four games? But yeah, had more honors than San Jose State, who played six, went, didn't lose a game. Or I guess played five or six. Yeah, it was six because they didn't get to play Boise State. And it's in the Mountain West Conference Championship. I just I find that odd. But, you know, maybe it's karma. Because remember like three years ago when uh, San Jose State – had this defensive linebacker make the All-Mountain West first team over, I don't know, David Woodward? Yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe it's well, karma. And I think part of it maybe, too, is that um, uh, San Jose State cops people by surprise. And I think it may have, you know, some people may have considered heritage or ex- previous years and overlooked uh, what San Jose was doing all up the entire season. I don't know, maybe, but yeah, a little surprising that Colorado State would have gotten more honors than uh, that San Jose State team who gets a chance to win the conference title this weekend. <laughs> Five three three eight. words. I think I would never ex- would have expected to come yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> That's twenty twenty for you. Uh, Five three three eight. If anyone knows punting, it's AS. That's not for Arkansas State. Hey, I, I'm a big punting guy, all right? Bill Belichick, when I watch his press conferences, dude, when you ask him about punting, he's all in to talk about it. I've learned a ton. And we never, Stephen Cotsley, I asked him about punting. Remember? His favorite punt's the watermelon punt. The banana's a special. It's a special one to use, but he likes the watermelon punt. Okay. Because he can, do you know what the watermelon punt is? He twists no. it like a different way. And then he like so it's like you know, kind of like a wider hold, and when he kicks it, it's just I mean you get more foot on it. It's it's a specialty kick. The banana kick, Eric, is when you. Uh, we don't need to. It's it, okay, IJ. We don't need to get into all those. That's fine. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
Full Court Press, Eric France and RJ Salveson. Eric, let's look at some bull news right now in the college football world because you got games being canceled, teams being moved. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> One of the biggest messes is with the Rose Bowl. You heard about this? Wait. So they no. there's talk about moving it to like AT&T Stadium. The Rose Bowl? Yes, in Dallas because of the, the restrictions in the county which they're in. Oh, no. Um, just think it would be easier to pull it off if it's another destination. But the city of Pasadena is like a co-owner in the name Rose Bowl. And so like you can't move it and still call it the Rose Bowl. So it's, it's no a big way. mess, man. It is so silly. But here's what we do know with bowls. They start on uh, next Monday, December 21st, Myrtle Beach Bowl. It'll have North Texas Appalachian State. Tuesday the 22nd, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll have Nevada and Tulane. That'll be 1.30 our time on ESPN. Boca Raton Bowl will have UCF and BYU. Uh, that'll be on ESPN at 5 o'clock. Um, that really could be an interesting matchup. Um, high-paced offense. Guy who has a lot of Utah ties, who's the head coach at UCF. Uh, then on Wednesday, Georgia Southern versus Louisiana Tech in the uh, New Orleans Bowl. The Montgomery Bowl is Memphis and FAU on Thursday, Christmas Eve. The New Mexico Bowl, which won't be played in New Mexico. That'll be played in Texas. That'll be Hawaii versus Houston. Uh, a couple of other bowls are still waiting to figure things out, uh, but there's the Lending Tree Bowl on the 26th. Georgia State, Western Kentucky. Uh, UTSA is qualified. They're going to the First Responder Bowl. They don't have an opponent. Army doesn't have an opponent yet in the Independence Bowl. Um, so there's still several other bowls that don't have teams identified. We do know that the Mountain West Conference championship winner is going to the Arizona Bowl, so that either will be San Jose or Boise. And whomever the other one is, um, not exactly sure where they're going to end up. Did you see Penn State got put into a bowl? Penn State? Yeah, they are in a bowl. No. no. Um, I'll have to look. I'm No, I'm, we're going back over this. You know, I'm pretty sure I did not say Penn State. Hold on. Hold on. I, I saw it here somewhere. Someone mentioned Penn State. Not on the list that I'm looking at. I have to find no, this here. No, I don't see him on the list that I'm looking at. Interesting. Uh, Still a lot of open positions for bowl games. Um, Nevada, Hawaii, and then San Jose and Boise are all going bowling. But uh, I guess there's still opportunity for San Diego State, maybe, to go try to find a bowl. Yeah, the Athlon or Athlon Sports is saying guaranteed rate bowl, which would be the old version of the Cactus Cheez-It Bowl, would be in Phoenix on December 26th versus Penn State. If Penn State makes a bowl game. Well, we've hey, well, it mean, doesn't I, matter. I, 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 Records I, I, don't matter. I was going to say, year. I mean, we're kind of at that point that, well. You're just if, manufacturing games is all you're doing. That's still not great. No, they, they should not be rewarded. <laughs> hey, it's Penn State, though. The name the, the name carries everything. It has a national At fan base. This year. Well, the fan base isn't going to matter either because no fans are going to be allowed. Well, it'll get TV. It'll get eyeballs on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Okay, so wait. If they don't name the Rose Bowl, if they have to remove the Rose Bowl name, what are they going to call it? Jerry Jones World Bowl? <laughs> AT&T Bowl? I don't know. I don't know how they sort that out. Dude, that's a mess. And it's got to happen, dude. You got to do the Rose Bowl. 
In fact, I was just looking up a number. It would be the first time since 1915 that the Rose Bowl was not played. There was another. There was an instance, I guess, in like the 40s that it was moved somewhere else, and they still called it the Rose Bowl. Uh, but there were some other... That's weird. World War II was going on and a few other extenuating circumstances. So I don't know if they're able to if they'll be able to work something out for this year as a standalone one-off. I don't know. Messy. Let's take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap it up here on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, if you're ever looking for our past episodes or even the press conference from yesterday with new coach Blake Anderson or interview with him, go to 1069 The Fan mobile app and find all of our stuff there. Second hour coming up. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. There's reasons for everything, Eric. Just remember that. <laughs> some of us, <laughs> some of us got to find a way. And and don't tell me you didn't you didn't pull that off, so you didn't have to go to school. So don't you dare. Uh, when I was ten. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not ten anymore. Whatever. I remember when my dad fake sick. It was when the Utah Utes were playing the the Tar Heels in the Final Four game. And my mom had this big Relief Society dinner that the, all the spouses were invited to. And my dad put on one of the best acting jobs i ever seen, faking sick. Because I thought he was really sick, and I was like, crap, he's going to die or something. And I was like, well, I'm going to go out to the dinner. And my dad's like, okay, we'll have lots of fun, you know. And then we're sitting there. My dad's, like, eating meatloaf and something, and he's all happy and cheery and, <laughs> like, you know. And then all of a sudden, like, Utah beats North Carolina. My dad's sitting up on the couch. You know, giving a thumbs up back to Rick Majerus and pumping his fist. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he pulled it off. <laughs> that that moldy corn dog just fake sick to be able to watch the final four. Hey, if he can do it, I can do it, man. That's awesome. That's good. Anyway, so, yeah, just saying. Uh, welcome back to the Full Court Press. Hour number two, Eric Franson there. I'm AJ Salveson. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday evening. A bunch of high school basketball games that we'll uh, we'll let you know who's playing, when they're playing, and how to find them. But of course, we start off as we ended college football talk. We start off with college football playoff rankings, and here we go to find out who is where in the uh, college football top twenty-five playoff ranking. Now the question becomes, Eric: Ohio State was given the benefit of the doubt by the Big Ten committee. And they moved the minimum from six to four games to help Ohio State, who had lost their game against Michigan uh, because Michigan had COVID and they couldn't play Ohio State. Well, uh, (laughs) so now Ohio State is that team of, well, they shouldn't be in the Big Ten Championship. They hadn't even earned a spot, which would probably be true. And it's unfortunate because Northwestern is going to play them and I'm, look, Northwestern is a, a good football team. Ohio State, though, is loaded with a guy who's going to be the second best or second best quarterback drafted behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, but do you feel like if Ohio State wins this Big Ten title game, whether it's by three or twenty, that they belong 
in the top four college football playoff. Sorry, I was distracted by a headline. My hell. What? Yo, no, just give us the headline. It, it's it's non-sports. Are you serious? Hack, What's your problem? Well, hack may have exposed uh, these no. U.S. secrets, damaged yet unknown. <laughs> this is the Associated Press. It's like real concerning stuff here. The future of our nation <laughs> could be at What is your problem? Risk. Well, I just, I'm like, I, you were talking, I was following along, and then I saw that. Welcome back to the Full Court Press, everybody. I'm AJ Salveson. I'm doing my show solo. What? what? John Russell, if you're listening, why don't you just come on in and do the show for Eric? We'll send Eric back to his computer so we can watch World War II photos <laughs> of never-before-seen footage <laughs> from the AP on Twitter. Are you... you got to be kidding I'm sorry. You'll me. have no, to ask, you, ask no, your question not, one more time. Not, no, you're not getting asked a question one more time. You're grounded. You're grounded. All right, here is your 25 through 21 teams in the college football playoff. San Jose State in the top 25. That's great. At number 25, Colorado. At number 24, Eric's now paying attention. San Jose State (laughs) has made their appearance into the top 25 playoff. At number 23, it's Tulsa. Number 22 is NC State. Number 21 is Oklahoma State. Hey, great to San Jose State getting – it's one of those rare cases where a team gets a little extra love especially a group of five team, because uh, San Jose State is, is ranked 25th in the coaches and the uh, AP poll. So, you know, they went up one in the college football playoff poll up to 24. And I mean, it's not much, but still, it's kind of a rare instance where you'd see somebody ranked higher in the college football playoff poll as a group of five team than where they are in the uh, coaches in the AP. We see it all the time that a power five team will score higher in the college football playoff. But it's kind of rare that you'd see a group of five team. Again, from 25 to 21, you have Colorado, San Jose State, Tulsa, NC State, and Oklahoma State. From 20 to 16, at 20, the Texas Longhorns. 19, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. At 18 is Miami, Florida. They took a big fall after a beating they took from North Carolina behind the woodshed. 17 is the BYU Cougars. And at 16 is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Any surprises there, Eric? Um... Well, just that Miami drop. Boy, that's what pretty a drop they took. Yeah. They went but from 10 to 18. By 37 points by North Carolina. Like, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Yeah, with and them. that was a team that was probably going to go to a New Year's Six bowl game. By the way, Texas has announced that Tom Herman will be remain the coach at Texas University. But there's also a report that someone tweeted out I received a text, quote unquote, Urban said no. Yeah, there was some hubbub about that about a a week and a half, two weeks ago, that uh, they were courting Urban Meyer, and then he said, no, I just, no. So again, from uh, 20 to 16, it is Texas, Louisiana, Miami, BYU, and Iowa. Let's go from 15 to 11. At number 15, it will be North Carolina. At number 14, Northwestern. Number 13 is USC. Number 12 is Coastal Carolina. And number 11 is Indiana. So Northwestern and Coastal Carolina, along with Indiana, don't make really any big moves. Um, They don't move up too much. And so you kind of see it. I don't know. It's just I feel like the committee has their top four set, and they don't want anybody to interrupt that. I know it sounds bad, but I'm dead serious. To some degree, even the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. That they don't want it to be interrupted. They like it the way it is, and they don't want anybody to – 
to mess it up. I mean, USC is, is climbing the poles. They had to come from behind win. Um, you know, that, that coaching staff, they're, they're saving their jobs. Uh, they're looking pretty good this year. Um, so uh, interesting to see. You know, some Pac-12 representation was pretty weak uh, at, at times. It's been a weird fluctuation in and out of the top 25 for dif- different teams in the Pac-12. But uh, getting some love uh, this week for sure. And again, we'll uh, oh, where to go? Uh, I just lost the list again. I Oklahoma comes in at number ten. Thank you. There it is. Okay, so Cincinnati stays at number nine. So again, fifteen through ten was North Carolina, Northwestern, USC, Coastal Carolina, and Indiana. As Eric mentioned, at number ten is the Oklahoma Sooners. At number nine is Cincinnati. So did Cincinnati drop a spot? I don't think so. I think they've always been nine. That's amazing. At number eight, and this is an absolute just a travesty, at number oh, eight is Georgia. I guess they were up to eight. Yeah, they dropped a spot. And Georgia is now in the eighth spot. If that doesn't tell you exactly what they're trying to accomplish, I don't know what does. Number seven, uh, with their loss to an unranked LSU team, Florida only drops two spots. They only dropped one spot, didn't they? Were they six? Oh, yeah. No, they were six, weren't they? Yeah, so they're at seven now. Oh, that's right, because A&M's so at five. you lose to Sorry. an unranked LSU. LSU team, and you drop one spot. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns and Coastal Carolina have had outstanding seasons and have beaten some good teams, and they still won't give them love. Cincinnati's been undefeated, and what do they get? We're going to move you down. We're going to move you down. That's unbelievable. Uh, so my guess the rest of the way is that six would be who? Iowa State. Number five will be Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Number four will be Ohio State. Number three will be Clemson. Number two will be Notre Dame. Number one will be Bama. Yeah. That's, that's what you're going to be looking at. Like, what is Georgia? Okay, so here. Let's do this. Here's your top 10 in the AP. Georgia's at 10, Coastal Carolina's at 9, Iowa State's at 8, Indiana's 7, 6 is Cincinnati, A&M's 5, Clemson's at 4, Ohio State's at 3. That doesn't make sense. They need to flip those two at some point. Notre Dame's at 2, and Bama's at 1. But somehow, Georgia, who is 7-2 and two on the season, is getting the benefit of the doubt. And is at 8. Dude, Florida's not even the top 10 in the AP poll. But they're sitting at seven. <laughs> they're sitting at seven in the college football playoff. That is gross. Uh, how can you lose to an unranked team and still be a top ten college football playoff team? Yeah, uh, six eight nine one. I think it has it right on. It's still about the name for the committee. Yeah, I would agree. I would, it is. They talk about so passing the before. eye test. Yeah. That eye test is uh, what is the conference behind your your title, your school, and. Um, you know, how many dollars do you equate to when we go do these You're big right. bowl games and sponsorship deals? How many fans can we get in a stadium? That's incredible. That is horrible. Yeah, it is garbage. That is really, Six, eight, really nine, bad. One. It is garbage. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And, like, Northwestern is going to be in the Big Ten championship game, but the playoff committee can't do any better than 14. Coastal Carolina's at 12 still. Uh, Indiana's at 11. So wait, Indiana, who's not even in the Big Ten Conference title game, 
is ranked higher than Northwestern. I, I don't get it. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. And I'm, there's got to be a few teams who are just shrugging their shoulders at this point. Uh, we are still officially waiting for six through one. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Iowa State, Iowa State uh, and then A&M, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Bama. Now, Clemson and Notre Dame do play each other this Saturday, right? It's this Saturday? Yes, this Saturday for the ACC Championship. Ohio State plays Northwestern for the Big Ten Championship, and Florida plays Bama for the SEC Championship game. So I want to go through a couple scenarios with you as we wait for the official uh, announcement of the rest of the college football playoff. Nor Clemson beats Notre Dame by three. Florida beats Bama by three. Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Does Notre Dame stay in, yes or no? Um, probably yes. So then Clemson's in there too, because they beat Notre Dame. So that's two. Does Alabama stay in? Probably yes. That's three, so give me your fourth team. Is it A&M? Even though they didn't go to the uh, conference championship game? And you're saying Ohio State loses yep. to Northwestern? Then it probably would be Texas A&M. And they're not going to let Cincinnati in there. Here's the thing. They're not going to let. But here's the thing: if Cincinnati beats Tulsa in their AAC championship game, they finish nine and zero, and Texas A&M didn't even play. A&M still going to get it over Cincinnati. And by the way, A&M would finish at seven and one. Like that's that mind boggles me. <laughs> Stuart uh, Mandel. Points it out. Iowa State, they're now ranked sixth. One spot behind Texas A&M. Iowa State plays number 10 Oklahoma in a conference title game this week. A&M plays 3-6 and six Tennessee. They're going to give more love to Texas A&M. Here is the rest of your rankings uh, for the college football playoff, and they're about as you expected. Iowa State's at six. Uh, the number one team in the country – Surprise, surprise, it's Bama. Notre Dame is at number two. Ohio State is at number three. Or, sorry, Clemson is at number three. Ohio State is at number four. God bless college football. Glad it's really working out. Uh, let's see, 9835, when will you guys learn? It's not about the quality of the team. It's all about the money and which team's fans travel the best and buy tickets. I think we learned that. I'm just saying it's a fraud, yeah. that's all. That's so bad. That's just lazy by the committee. And they're going to, I mean, and the reasons they continue to give, none of them have been valid, by the way. None of them have been valid by any stretch of the means. Uh, Brett McMurphy brings out a good point. Uh, with Coastal Carolina only up to number 12, it virtually guarantees Group of Five will only get one Group of Five team in a New York Six bowl game. Either the AAC champ, Cincinnati, or Sunbelt champ, Coastal Carolina, but not both. If, if by chance, Coastal Carolina was able to knock in the, on the, in the top 10, knock on the door for the top 10, that would provide an opportunity for two 
if Cincinnati, assuming Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina finish out in, as, as conference champions, there's an outside shot that they could get two New Year Six uh, representatives. But now it's all but sure it's just going to be the one. Again, that's the committee making sure that they take care of their dogs. 6891, don't forget about the issues that COVID could present. Fair point. Yeah, there's still a chance that some team won't be able to go. Could be an outbreak, and it turns out they're not able to uh, attend. And so it goes to somebody else. So you're right. There's still an outside shot that despite the college football playoff committee doing their best to keep the door shut on group of five or rational thinking, uh, there's still a chance that because of COVID that somebody else could get in and uh, fill those positions, either at a college football playoff or in the uh, New Year Six bowl games. So, yeah, it's still still a chance. It's just crazy. Not totally out of the woods, but it, it, it's it, been pretty evident for the last how many years they've been doing this, yeah. and especially this year, the just the the bias against group of five teams is just so evident, so apparent. It's just crazy to me that Florida, who lost to a three and five LSU team, drops only one spot. Which, by all they means... They dropped, what, five or six in the other polls? Yeah, which, by all means, guarantees them a spot in the New Year's Six. Meanwhile, teams like Coastal Carolina is going to be left out of it. Even though they had a spectacular... Even though they most likely will finish undefeated, they're going to they're gonna yank them out of there. So, I would imagine... Uh, <laughs> you're going to see a Coastal Carolina versus... I don't know. Uh, what North Carolina Peach Bowl? Maybe Coastal Carolina versus Northwestern Peach Bowl. They just don't want any of those group of five teams touching their darlings. That's just too bad. Yeah, I mean, in the AP and the coaches. Well, I guess really the AP. You've got two group of five teams in the top ten. Coastal Carolina is at number nine. Cincinnati is at number six. In the coaches, Cincinnati's number six, but Coastal Carolina's only 12. Oh, boy. That's fun. Uh, it's a different week, but it's the same frustration. Yeah, it is. And, and it's been the same frustration we've had for three years. And like you, I love what you said. It's been no more evident than this year. And you, and you kind of wondered how the college football playoff committee would handle it. Um just with a team, to a couple of teams, group of five teams undefeated, in a year where COVID has taken over a lot of schedules, and they were like, you know what? I mean, if if their bias has never shown, it did now. I mean, honestly, if their bias has never shown, it did now. And I don't even want to know the reasons and excuses for for not putting a team like Cincinnati, you know, in the upper echelon of the part, or uh, a team like uh, Coastal Carolina giving a New Year's six shot, which. Honestly, they rightfully deserve um, based on who I mean who they beat. So the final rankings come out next week, right? Yep. Those are the those are really the rankings that matter. Correct. Everything else has just been. But theater. this kind of tells you the way they're trending. I mean, like I mean, Coastal Carolina is not going to jump up six spots. And if if a team like Florida only drops one spot after losing to a three and five football team, I mean, come on now, like. I mean, Cincinnati could beat Tulsa by 60, and they're still going to find a way to keep him out of the playoff conversation. Even if Texas A&M were to lose, 
even if Ohio State were to lose, they'd find a way to keep him out of the playoff conversation. They'd move Georgia up to four, is what they would do. That's that just is a bummer. Uh, big games this weekend, though. Uh, a lot of big games this weekend. It's a championship weekend. So the Pac-12 championship game, the Oregon versus USC, that'll be at the Coliseum in California. That'll be on Fox Friday, December 18th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To start off the Saturday morning slate of championship games will be Northwestern Ohio State at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. That'll be 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And then the Texas A&M Tennessee Toilet Bowl will be at the Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. Go Volunteers! Yeah, amen. I'm with you. Uh, the Big 12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper will be on uh, ABC at 10 a.m. as well. That will be Oklahoma versus Iowa State, number 11 versus number 7 at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Uh, the Sunbelt Conference Championship game, number 19, Louisiana, number 13, Coastal Carolina, 1.30 Mountain Time on ESPN. Missouri and Mississippi State will take part in Part 2 of the Toilet Bowl on the SEC Sports Network, if you're interested, which I'm sure you're not. The ACC Championship game presented by Subway will be Clemson-Notre Dame, uh, 2 p.m. on ABC. That'll be at the Bank of that'll America be, Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's going to be the watch. biggest game of any of these. Biggest game without a doubt of any of these. And by the way, the winning margin will have effect on it. Number one, Alabama. Number seven, Florida. A rematch of the back-to-back SEC championship years in 11 and 12 will feature the uh, Gators and the Crimson Tide in the SEC championship game at 6 p.m. on CBS. I'll be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. As much as I'd be happy to cheer against Alabama like I probably normally would, I'm actually really upset with how the the committee has ranked Florida. So I hope Alabama destroys the Gators. Yeah, and trust me, and uh, they're pumped for that one. They like Nate Saban. If there's any team he dislikes more than Auburn, it's Florida, and that's thanks to Tim Tebow. Uh, the American Athletic Conference Championship game will feature number eight Cincinnati, number twenty-four Tulsa, six p.m. Mountain Time on ABC. That'll be at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. And that's a matchup we've been waiting a long time for. They were supposed to play each other early in the year. Then they were able to rearrange some schedules to play each other late in the year, but it got postponed. It didn't happen. And so now they're finally going to face each other as uh, for the conference championship. Um, so th- that's the only rub, I guess. It would have been nice to have that game earlier if Cincinnati was able to get it, to be another feather in their cap and help their resume as they were moving forward and yeah. climbing the ranks. I don't know if it would have been enough, but uh, certainly would have helped. If you're not upset already enough about Georgia being number eight, check this out. Their game with Vanderbilt's been canceled. Miami Georgia Tech has also been canceled. I just don't know what else you're supposed to do. Uh, Clemson rolls, John Russell says, 42-14 over Notre Dame. Speaking of fan bias. <clears throat> I didn't know he was Clemson fan. He's not. He just hates Notre Dame. Oh. Uh, Clemson is favored by 10.5. What? According to uh, Vegas odds makers. Well, that's stupid. That seems pretty hefty. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator is leaving, right? He's going to be the next head coach at Vanderbilt. He... Wait, Notre Dame's who? Defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. I thought he said head coach for a second. I no, was like, no. wait, no. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, that's at, uh, that's a university who needs a huge pick-me-up right now. Yeah. So he's He's got a lot of work to do over there. They need to celebrate more than uh, who's kicking field goals. 
We're doing kickoffs. They don't have a whole lot to cheer for. But they did make history, so that's, I mean that's good. That's positive. Yeah, but do you have to rely on that? No, no, yeah. At the end of the day, it's about winning games. Right. So, again, there's your uh, there's your college football playoff rankings. Boy, it's – I don't even know where to start with it. Uh, but it's it's definitely it, – it's controversial, to say the least. Again, 10 through 1 goes like this. Oklahoma's at 10, Cincinnati at 9, Georgia 8, Florida 7, Iowa State 6, A&M 5. Your top four does not change. Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama – Five to one is where those teams stand. Conference championship this weekend will determine a lot. Teams moving, teams being bumped up and down. What does one through four look like? Uh, we'll have a pretty good idea after, well, we'll have a decent idea, I should say, after Saturday night um, of where those teams will stand. And then the college football playoff rankings will be released on Tuesday next week, right? It's the final release, I believe. I, I think they did it Sunday one year, but I think this year it's going to be Tuesday. If I'm not mistaken, I don't understand this. I mean, we're not watching the broadcast. Yeah, but Brett McMurphy just tweeted during commercial break of college football playoff show. Oh, I think he's joking. Selection committee just now dropped Cincinnati out of top ten. Oh, yeah. I hope that's a joke. Yeah, I think that's just a joke. His attempt at humor. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, and he sucks at that. Like, by what? The way. Uh, and by the way, uh, <laughs> dude, if anybody has a reason to be mad right now, it's Cincinnati. Like, there's a number of teams who have reason to be upset. Yeah, Look, but no more, Florida, no more than Cincinnati, though. What if Florida beats Alabama? Hey, really quickly, can we pause that? The uh, college football playoff commissioner is right now speaking. Can we listen to him really quickly? Is that okay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it matters. It does because I just want to know what the reason for Cincinnati being bumped down for Georgia and Florida is. Because yeah. what is Florida Look, it, doing it, there? It's. No. We don't need to do that. We got more to. We got a lot more to discuss. But again, I just want to know why Look, every week Florida, he's had to come up with some lame excuse know, for why what, why some other team got all the love. Like Georgia for weeks, it was why does Georgia get so much love and attention? Um, why did Iowa State get so much attention, even though the <laughs> Raging State. Cajuns beat them by double digits earlier in the year? That's the that bugs the world out of me. So I, no, I do not want to hear what he has to say. It'll just make me more mad. All right, let's go to break. Coming back, let's get into some Mount West Conference news. We do have good news on the Aggie men's basketball front. They have a game this Friday, and then they will start conference play next week. Yes, they do. Oh, I haven't seen anything uh, released on that. Uh, they have a game this Friday, 7 o'clock. You, you're like you're doing that secret thing again. You are speaking it into existence. Probably, as soon as we get off the show, we'll probably get some official announcement, <laughs> and it wasn't going to happen. Ajay speaks it into existence, and then... Bang! There it is. Why do you always antagonize me? Oh, you, you have a special gift. You should use it more often, Ajay. You speak things into existence. I'm disappointed you haven't done more of that for this college football playoff committee. Hey, I'm just glad you were paying attention for the last 20 minutes, man. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Way to go. It was a rough start to the hour, I'll admit. The Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm so glad you told us not to play the uh, Gary Barda audio. So... According to Stuart Mandel, who just tweeted this out, 
Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, playoff com commissioner, or committee, head of committee, chair, dude, Gary Barta, faulted Cincinnati for not having played a game since November 21st. But Ohio State has played a measly four games? No, five games. No, five. Four, five, five games. total. But they played one game since November 21st. But we're okay with, with that. As long as it fits the agenda of getting teams like Ohio State in, we're doing our job. But, you, but Cincinnati hadn't played because, not for their own reasons, other teams that they were supposed to play had COVID issues. Maybe you fault them for not trying to find a replacement game. I mean, Coastal Carolina had a game fall out. They wouldn't got the BYU thing figured out with just days. Well, 12 hours, they got it figured out. So it's possible. Yeah, but, but here's still, okay. So why didn't Ohio State go find somebody? Right. Amen. You know, I, well, they're in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has I said no non-conference games. Okay, but then punish the Big Ten for it. I, Say, you know what? I agree with that. Because you're a conference commissioner, we're going to drop you guys a spot. You don't deserve to be there right now. Win the, win the Big Ten championship, and we'll have another consideration towards it. But because Cincinnati lost their game because of COVID, with, I think, on Tulsa's side, they punished Cincinnati. Makes no sense at all. None. Zero, zilch, zip. But that's that's the way life is. Uh, Utah State men's basketball gets their conference slate underway next week. Uh, we're going to have Coach Smith on in two weeks. We're going to have him on Thursday, but we have a shortened show Thursday uh, because of Skyview basketball, and so we had to push it back to next week. Next week's Christmas, and Coach was uh, kindly asked if – we could give him the week off. Sure, why not? The holidays are for family. So in two weeks, we'll have Coach Smith on uh, on our show here to chat about Utah State men's basketball. But the uh, national television package has been released for uh, the Mount West Conference. And for Utah State, Eric, only two games are on the mothership of the CBS station. That is CBS, like as in Channel 2 of your local channels. San Diego State at UNLV on January 2nd. And San Diego State at Utah State on January 16th. Saturday afternoon, that'll be game two of a two-game series. Uh, game one will be on Thursday night versus uh, San Diego State. That game will be on CBS Sports Network uh, for the Aggies. They have 15 total games televised on national TV. Uh, one of them on the mothership of CBS. They have eight on the CBS Sports Network. Or no, sorry, six on that. And eight on FS1. And by the way, those FS1 games on Saturday could mean earlier starts, which I'm all about. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, they're good broadcasts. They do a good job. Uh, but yeah, there's some uh, nice national attention and, uh, and some love here for the Utah State Aggies. The first one, as you said, uh, on uh, New Year's Eve against Air Force on CBS Sports Network. Um, but um, it, it's a good slate of games for the Aggies on national TV. Some of them are at home, some are on the on the road, and uh, this is going to be a very interesting and unique conference schedule where we're doing two games in one location, uh, and we hope that these games happen. There's uh, news coming out of 
UNLV today, their head coach, TJ Otzelberger, he's tested positive for COVID-19. And apparently he's not the only one because UNLV, they're canceling their next two men's basketball games, which are scheduled for early next week against Wyoming. I guess the first oh, one no is kidding. Sunday wow. and the second one on December 22nd in Wyoming. Uh, they're pausing in-person team activities. Um, so it, the, the COVID is, it, is hit y, or, uh, UNLV. Um, a home game against Eastern Washington, which is scheduled for tomorrow. That's been postponed. Uh, they had a game that was supposed to be played on Monday night against Pepperdine. That was canceled just hours before tip-off because of a positive coronavirus case. So uh, some issues there with the Rebels and uh, coronavirus. Certainly Utah State knows how that goes. Yeah, don't they? Again, that Utah State football game, just a reminder, it was uh, for, with Colorado State has been called as a forfeit on Utah State's side. Um, so they finished the season one and six, I believe, right? Yep. Is that correct? So, uh, yeah, but here are the games we're going to be televised Thursday, December 31st at Air Force. That'll be on CBS Sports Network. That'll be on New Year's Eve. Uh, January 6th on a Wednesday at New Mexico will be on CBS Sports Network. And then their second game at New Mexico will be on FS1. Both games against San Diego State will be on CBS Sports Network. And again, CBS, the main station on January 16th on Saturday. Uh, on the 19th and 21st against Colorado State will be CBS Sports Network and FS1. UNLV on 25th and 27th will be CBS Sports Network and FS1. Uh, Fresno State will be FS1. That will be a singular game televised. Uh, Wyoming will be FS1 on February 12th. Boise State will be on CBS Sports Network on February 17th. And then the 19th against Boise State again will be on FS1. And then the final two games will be televised of Nevada will be on FS1. On the 26th and 28th of February. I like it. I like it. So a lot of games. By the way, Air Force ended up with like five games scheduled nationally televised. San Jose State ended up with one. Kind of feel bad for them. I'm not uh, going to lie to you. Mm, I mean, I get yeah, it. I, I understand why. I just feel bad. Yeah, That's I don't. I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. It does. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. Like, give them a little bit of love. No? Okay. That San Diego State squad, man, they look for real. Oh, they're good. They've had some great hey, wins. Hey, someone told the me they West. lost last night. Is that true? Uh, I could tell you. Will you? Cause I, I don't think did they play last. I didn't know they played last night. They, I don't have no. I don't have them down as having played. Okay, someone lied to me. That's fine. That happens all the time, I guess. But let me check one more spot here. No, San Diego lost, but that's oh. a different team. Nevada beat San Diego. It's not San Diego State. Maybe that's where the confusion was. Be better. <laughs> uh, San Diego State is a top 25 team. Uh, they're ranked 18th in the AP and 20th in the coaches. 20th in the coaches? See, that's another team that's getting screwed over right now. San Diego State? Yeah. Well, they're 5-0. and uh, They jumped six spots in the AP. They jumped uh, six spots also. Wait, did they lose? In the coaches. Oh, they played BYU this Friday night. 
Yeah, the wins over 22nd ranked at the time, 22nd ranked UCLA. They beat UC Irvine, some scrub team, I don't know. Uh, I guess they had some games against Colorado State early that were postponed. Yeah. Uh, then they beat Pepperdine, and they beat number 23 ASU. So two top 25 victories under their belts uh, against Pac-12 schools and um, with big wide margins. And then they play. they do play BYU this weekend. Three o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Well, that's on Friday. Wow, they play a mid-afternoon game on Friday against BYU. That's odd. Huh. No, that's the... It's Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday's the 18th. Yeah. That's correct. And they play uh, St. Mary's early next week. Yeah, they've had a heck... So they've got See, a great schedule. Yeah, they've played a great schedule. They're just not getting a lot of love. So, but again, 15 games televised for the Aggies, which is actually pretty good for them. I'm, I'm, and, and told, and by it's a record high of nationally televised games, 72 for the Mount West Conference overall. The highest team televised is, guess who? Boise State, 18 games. Boise State? It has the highest amount More of More than San Diego? That's correct. That surprises me. Yep. A little bit of love for the Boise State Broncos. Good for them, though. I mean, look, if they look good on paper, why not? How many games have they lost? One? Two? Uh, Boise State? Yeah. <sighs> they lost it all? Good question. Uh, they lost one game. To Houston. To Houston. And right, their opener. Game. Yep. They beat BYU by four. They beat Weber State by 11. And by the way, Weber State was shorthanded in that game. As you mentioned, the New Mexico series was postponed to a later date due to COVID issues. They beat Idaho 86-49. So, yeah. That, that's a good team. That's going to be – and I'm, it's really unfortunate we have to go there. I was really hoping that we get – like, um, I would trade San Jose State because when they go to San Jose or when San Jose State comes here, I trade San Jose State and take Boise State here. I wish we could play. San Diego State's 5-0, and Colorado State 2-0, and Fresno, New Mexico – They've only played one game and they won the that game. Wyoming is five and one. Boise State is four and one. Nevada is five and two. Air Force two and two. Utah State two and three. San Jose is one one and two. UNLV surprising one and four. Yeah, UNLV's really bad. We're at UNLV too, right? I would have expected UNLV to be a little bit better. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean, they've had a tough schedule. North Carolina, Alabama, and Kansas State. Wait, that's been their schedule, really? Wow. Well, better than what they I also thought. played Montana State and Wait. Davidson. I mean, that's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty uh, non-conference schedule. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, we still need to get to the stat and player. Uh, we'll also give you a rundown of what Region Eleven basketball looks like. Busy schedule on hand coming up this week with tournaments and. Other non-conference, or I mean non-region games here coming up, and we'll tell you how to listen to those games. I'll come up here on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow, that blew my mind. 
Eric France and Andre Salves here on the Full Court Press. Stat, that blew our minds and our player of the week. It's time to release. And we'll do a better job in the committee of making better decisions on him. Uh, Eric, what is the stat that blew your mind? Um, I'm going to use this one as a stat. Sound like you're guessing, but okay. Well, both of mine are more player-related, but uh, that's okay. This one kind of blows my mind. Go fight, win. Derek Henry, good football player, probably an MVP candidate this year. Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, he's in the same division as the uh, Jaguars, so he plays him twice every year. Okay. Over the last three seasons, the first game of the season when he plays the Jaguars in 2018. 57 yards, no touchdowns. 2019, 44 yards, one touchdown. In 2020, 84 yards, no touchdowns. In the second game of the season against the Jaguars, this is what Derrick Henry has done. In 2018, 238 yards and four touchdowns. In 2019, 159 yards and two touchdowns. And this season, in his second game against the Jaguars, 215 yards Two touchdowns. That makes four career games with 200 yards and two touchdowns for Derrick Henry. That is the most of any player in NFL history. Jeez. Yeah, that's MVP to me. Guy's an animal. Yeah, that's incredible. All right, for me, it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, they beat Arkansas 52-3 to on Saturday. They're the first uh, team... In a major college for in major college football to go ten and zero in conference play. Not only that, but it marks Alabama's fifth undefeated regular season, excluding conference championship games under Nick Saban. Fifth undefeated regular season. 08-09-16-18, and twenty. And by the way. Alabama's the first team in league history to record five 50-point games in a, sing- in a season in conference play since the formation of the SEC in 1933. Uh, it's amazing. Dude, just an absolute machine. It is a machine. <laughs> Unlimited resources. Dude. Every blue-chip like, player you could ever thing. hope for. That's the thing is that like they keep sending like underclassmen and kids off to uh, NFL. They don't rebuild. They just reload. No. A staff full of Division One oh, head inc- coaches it's incredible. who are position coaches. Pretty amazing. It's incredible what they're doing. All right, give me your player of the that, game. Uh, but I don't mean to say that to take anything away from Nick Saban no, because he no. is a tremendous head coach. Sure. All right, my player of the week, I'm going to the college basketball ranks, Luca Garza. This guy's an animal for Iowa State. Uh, he only played in 17 minutes the other night. But in those 17 minutes, he was more, his field goal percentage was higher than 90%, and he scored 34 points. That's stupid. That is the most, uh, most points scored by a Division I player in less than 20 minutes in a Good game night, man. over the last 25 years. Come Does his on. skill set translate to the NBA? I don't uh, know. Yeah, it maybe. Depends. But he is a dynamic and really fun to watch college basketball player. If you haven't seen him, try to find the next game Iowa State has on national TV and make a point to watch him. It's fun. That's incredible. Those are good numbers. Uh, for me, it's going to be Ty Jordan, the running back for the Utah U to beat Colorado 38 21. Ty had 17 carries for 147 yards and two touchdowns 
in the win. His longest run was 66 yards. Uh, but the guy's been an animal so far in this year alone. 61 carries, 443 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. He also has nine uh, catches for 93 yards. Like, he is an absolute monster. And he's an underclassman, too. Wow. I like, look, Utah might have struggled this year. They are going to be loaded next year. Next like, year, they yeah, are going to be darn good next year, Eric. Yeah, good point. Yeah, watch out for the youths next year. Uh, I uh, I was thinking about putting someone on for the Patriots, and then I thought, you know what? We lost. Never mind. <laughs> it's so depressing, dude. Just the beating we're taking every year. Now we're not even going to make the playoffs. And by the way, stat that blew your mind, they had won 11 straight AFC East titles. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, even though I kind of alluded to it yesterday. But that streak has been snapped by the Buffalo Bills, but that was the second longest underneath my Atlanta Braves in the mid-'90s who had won 14 Wow. NLE's titles, uh, 14 straight, I should say. With that, only one World Series championship. That's such a shame. It's one of the greatest travesties next to the New England Patriots not winning the Super Bowl in 2007. <laughs> it's one of the greatest travesties in sports history. It's a travesty. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the FM AM stations and, of course, on uh, the 106.9 mobile fan app, Thingamajigger. Thingamajigger. Stop it. Uh, let's get into a little bit of what you may have missed, or in case you missed it, news going on throughout the day. Uh, oh, by the way, hey, really good news here on the uh, Florida Gators. You saw that basketball player, Keontae Johnson, who had collapsed on the court during a basketball game, coming back from a timeout. Uh, he is now he was in a uh, uh, a coma, and now he is talking to families and doctor. He even FaceTimed his team on Tuesday. Remarkable progress, Eric. I'm so happy for this young man. Uh, and this is according to a statement from his parents. Uh, he's, he's doing much, much better. Good news. Yeah, amen to that. I mean, you, you hate to see things like that happen during a game. Uh, there, there have been some tragedies associated like that. That can really affect players and mess with their heads. And, and certainly you don't want to see anything too serious like that happen. So it's good to see that he's on the mend and he's improving. Good news. Uh, in the Great Nevada Guessing Game, Luca leads Giannis as the uh, fave to win the MVP. You think that holds true? Uh, do I think Giannis is the MVP? Or do you think Luca beats him out for it? No, I already predicted Giannis is the number one player in the NBA for this upcoming season. It's... And you agreed with me. No, no, no. Yeah. You tricked me into thinking that. Mm, you no, spoke it into existence. You, I did not speak it. It's not you. an ink. It's not in ink, which means it doesn't count. Is it like the f- basketball game that has not been officially released yet? <laughs> oh, like yeah. the, the Tuesday game that hadn't been officially released yet? Hey. You spoke it into existence? <laughs> but wait, that one got backfired. Don't stop. Don't do this. Because when you speak it into existence, it almost starts to what happen. It got backfired. It happened. Oh, yes, that's right. It did happen. What Never the mind. Heck? I'm thinking about so now you're trying game. to discount my prophecies? For some reason, I've. I'm thinking about this Tuesday's We're game. playing Friday. There is no game tonight for Utah State, by We're the gonna way. We're going to play Northern Colorado. You know what? Prophecy. If you have tickets, don't go to the Spectrum. <laughs> hey, 
A prophecy. We're going to play Northern Colorado on Friday night. Prophecy. <laughs> You're speaking it into existence. Speaking it in. I don't even know what that means, dude. <laughs> it's the secret. God, you're such a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, again, if you ever want to catch our episodes, go to 1069thefan.com. Or- and big day tomorrow, uh, National Letter of Intent, the early signing period. Oh, it is. So stay tuned. We'll be keeping an eye on who commits to Utah State despite the coaching change. If uh, Gary, if Gary, if Blake Anderson is able to flip any players Utah State's way. For Eric Franson, I'm Audrey Salson. Thanks for listening to another edition of Full Court Press. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.